The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. movies and ebooks i'm craig wade and i'm brian allen delaney and it is episode 132 we are covering the brand new film the hunt well brand new sort of we'll get into that later and uh, <laughs> and the book uh land shark by alex gonzalez and so before we get into any of that what's new with you brian um not not too much i've been been writing and stuff like that um, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a short film that I need to finish today for, uh, a thing called Sinister Nights, oh, which yeah. is, uh, put on by the Sin Film Festival and Rue Morgue. Um, that is, uh, shorts about the, the quarantine oh, okay. do- done in people's houses with no budget. And that's one of the requirements is you have to do it in your own house with like nothing. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um that's fun doing yeah. that. Uh and I watched Underwater. Oh yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. I did like it. Um I, I'm gonna get real spoilery for a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Uh if you don't mind. Do you, no, I don't do I don't I okay. you know me. I never care if something's spoiled. Straight up Cthulhu. Oh, really? <laughs> huh. Well, spoilers are over. Uh, well, that's interesting. It seems yeah, it, like there's it, a lot of Lovecraft in film lately. Or in Which, you know what? I'm happy with. Eh, I'm okay with that. I am, um, and I'm not. <laughs> you know me. I'm never satisfied. <laughs> no. You'll 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 ask for things that are like I want this to happen in movies, and then you'll get it, and then you're like I don't like this anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I think it's cool. Um, my, uh, you know how ev- almost every wave goes of everything. It's like you get inundated with tons and tons of shit of the same, and you're like, oh. And then after it's over, you just kind of forge through the best of it, and you're like, oh, I kind of like that wave of stuff. Yeah. Like like zombies, zombies. Even like the torture porn. Like there were yeah. a few good of those, but a lot of shit. Like whenever like Hostel came out, uh-huh. there was a, like a huge run of like torture Tur- porn, like mainstream movies, <laughs> which was weird. Yeah, yeah. I, like uh, the worst one I ever saw was Teristas. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think Josh Demel. It may have been that other guy, uh, Timothy Olyphant, but I think it was Josh Demel was in Teresa. It was a bad movie though, and it was basically hostile, but not as extreme. Yeah, dude. Okay, so like, I'm usually totally fine with like gore and stuff like that, even when I'm eating, mm-hmm. right? I'm totally fine. But like hostile for some reason is the only movie that's ever affected me. Cause like I was eating like pizza 
with like stringy cheese. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. And there was that scene where they cut the Achilles tendon. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was just like, uh, and I looked down and it's a stringy cheese, <laughs> and it's just like, fuck, man. And like, <laughs> it's the only time it's ever happened, yeah. and I still think about that. And it's like. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, no, I got it's you. Weird if that was like a mainstream movie. Like uh-huh. Looking back on it, yeah, it was a huge. It was like a cultural <laughs> phenomenon. Yeah. It was just a wave of torture porn movies, and that's real strange. Looking back on it, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I think Saw, Saw kind of started it. Yeah, and you know, those first few Saw movies really uh, like. I know at the time we were kind of like, oh God, you know, just like what I was talking about, like at the time kind of burn out of them. But like looking back at like the first few saws, they're fun. They're good. And yeah. I actually really like the, uh, that jigsaw, uh, the one that they tried to reboot the genre two, three years ago with. Yeah. It was really good. Like they rebooted it and it tied in the universe without like all those extra characters. Cause that was a problem by like saw seven. It was like, everyone was in on it and everyone was, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, Oh God, I can't even follow the plot line. Cause I didn't buy them. I'd just go to the theater every year. You know, I, yeah. I bought one and two, but then I'd go to the theater every year and like, what the, what the hell happened last year? I, uh, who's in on <laughs> you know, forgetting about you all like, the chart. Yeah, exactly. Bringing like a map to the, to the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is kind of odd, though, that it was full blown. But back to underwater. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, it was really good. Well, okay. I don't know if really good was what it was good. Um, it was, uh, it was sort of like, sort sort of like the abyss, or uh, except for less heady than the abyss. Or like um, Deep Star Six, that yeah. sort of thing, you know. But it was like it was it. There was a lot of um, Lovecraft in it, yeah. um, especially the last twenty minutes of it, thirty minutes of it. It goes like full Lovecraft. Really? Yeah. And I was expecting it because, like, in the previews for it, um, it showed like one of the I guess, quote unquote, deep ones um, that that are in it uh, for like a split second. And I was like, this is this is going to be this is going to be just like, you know, Lovecraft in a submarine is mm-hmm. essentially what it was. Um, but yeah, it was good. I liked it. Huh. You know, yeah, so I'm, a, actually... I'm a sucker for those sort of things, though, like growing up, you know, Deep Star Six. Uh, I used to watch that all the time, even though it scared the hell out of me. Um, really? Because yeah, because I don't like um, like the ocean and stuff. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I'm like it genuinely freaks me out. But I'm also kind of intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I like movies that take place underwater and things. Well, it is kind of weird. Like, okay, when you take it at face value, being afraid of the ocean seems like, uh, but also like. That's where most of the unseen monsters live. Yeah. <laughs> There's know? like literally monsters <laughs> under there. <laughs> so, so I get it. Um, yeah. Like we weird. know less about the ocean than we do about space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Until we find space sharks. Yeah. They may just be I'm... good at hiding behind asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> Cling to the yeah. asteroid. They just fall like. They're like a suicide species where they cling to it and just fall and blow up into places. Anyway, 
I kind of went on a tangent there. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about panspermia and stuff <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a weird tangent. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. And I was, I was not expecting the end. So I spoiled it for everyone. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, it's, it, it's neat. I liked it. Um, so it was kind of like a very, very loose adaptation of Call of Cthulhu. Oh, really? <laughs> Dude, I have uh, jumped headfirst into the Cursed Film series on Shudder. Uh-huh. It's so good. Like, it's only 30-minute, like, mini documentaries about, like, uh, sets, you know, films uh, that seem to be, have been cursed. And so, like Poltergeist and stuff. Poltergeist, The Exorcist, The Crow... Um, which it's weird to think of the crow as a horror movie, but it really is like supernatural. Yeah. It's got, yeah, there you go. It's supernatural. It's more like, I don't know why I always think of it as an action movie, but it's really not. It's It's not. There's like, there's like three fight scenes in that whole movie. Yeah. It's just a supernatural revenge tale where you're, you're sympathetic to the, like uh, the if, the killer instead of the well, I mean the the supernatural killer instead yeah. of um yeah, it's almost like Jason, but if he was a good guy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but I mean, like if I remember correctly, there's like more scenes of the crow and that little girl eating tacos or whatever <laughs> than there was of actual like action. Yeah, it can't rain all the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what food they were eating, but it's like something like from a taco truck. Yeah, uh, but but it covers. It co- I wish I had pulled the list, uh, or just could remember five movies that I've recently watched documentaries of. Uh, the Omen. Yeah, five, five episodes you've actually watched. Okay, so the first. <laughs> The first three, I'm forgetting one of them, but it's like The Exorcist, Poltergeist, The Omen, The Crow, and something else. Uh, but anyway, I definitely, definitely recommend it. If you got Shudder, it's really good. Um, so I did that. Twilight Zone, the movie. Twilight Zone. There you go. Yeah. And you know what? I haven't finished that episode, but yeah, that that whole thing is just messed up. Dude, the Omen was straight up crazy. Like I knew about a lot of it, but the Omen had so many accidents. Like, oh yeah, like you know, Gregory Peck was like was late for a plane, and then the plane exploded on the runway. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everyone died, and he's like, "Huh?" And, and that would have sucked. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, and so yeah, that was interesting. Uh, I always liked the Omen. I never got into it, but I'm willing to give it a, a rewatch. Because it's good. It's real good. Like, like it was, I think it was honestly probably one of my mom's favorite films. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, I swear she watched it like all the time. <laughs> the only time I've ever watched it was with your mom. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like, uh, she was like, super excited whenever the remake came out and stuff too. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I've even seen the Omen sequels. Like the one with uh with Sam Neill and stuff. Yeah, I where he's a politician. Yeah, this is the second one the military school one. Second one's military school. Yeah, that's. They, the, they, uh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's why uh, Chucky did that too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So so then I've watched part one and part two with you and your mom. Yeah, <laughs> I never yeah, saw the, the third the, one. The third one, he's like a politician, and then he's like, um, I think it ends with him being elected 
president. Dude, your mom got so annoyed at us because uh, we kept we got like, you know, how as we're prone to laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um, your mom got so annoyed with us when we kept laughing about his his mom being a werewolf in the <laughs> omen, <laughs> his biological mom. And yeah. Remember that? And we, we yeah. just kept laughing about it. And she's like, why don't y'all go to the next room? She was real nice about it. But, but looking back, yeah, I know we were just ruining a movie for her. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, good times. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so check those out. Uh, the only other thing I've really watched since all this started uh, was the Sonic movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, that was way better than I was expecting it I to be. I liked it. I, I really liked it. I bought it one day, you know, because unlike all the other ones, they were selling that one for 20 bucks instead of renting it. Yeah. And so, like, renting for 20 bucks sucks. But if I can buy a movie for 20 bucks, uh, like, yeah, it's a little expensive, but my daughter I mean, will watch it over and over, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, think about whenever DVDs and stuff came out, we used to pay, we used to drop 20 bucks for a movie. No sweat. I still, I still do from time to time. Not 20. They're like 12 now, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like when, like when we first got DVD players and stuff, Oh yeah. We dropped 20, $30 on a DVD easy. Yeah. So I, I bought it for, for my daughter and, it's a little older, th- not, you know, it just seems like if she was probably seven, she's four. So if she was like seven, it may be a little more age appropriate, but she liked yeah. it. She just doesn't really want to rewatch it, but I enjoyed yeah. it, yeah, it twice. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, uh, James Marston is a national treasure. <laughs> that man is in good movies. Sex drive. One of my favorite movies. Uh, Superman returns. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is the Mars cast. Uh, well, you want to get into our movies? Or, uh, sure. Or bo- I was going to say, uh, I, I watched that. Uh, I watched, uh, finally got to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Amazing. Um, oh, yeah. I actually watched, uh, what what's his face? Um, Guy Ritchie's new film, too. The Which Gentleman. One? The Gentleman? Yeah. yeah. How was that? It was actually, it was good. I've heard good stuff. It's good. Like, um you know, I, I feel he's really in his element when he does like the, the crime, like kind of lighthearted crime movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Which was, which was my, um, and Robin Hood, with, man, that movie was just so good. <laughs> that was my problem with Robin Hood is it felt like a guy, Richie film, uh, in parts and like half of it. <laughs> I was just and kidding. Then I part, and it. then parts of it felt like he was trying to do like a Robin. normal medieval movie. And it just didn't fit tonally. If he would have, if he would have done like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels with Robin Hood, yeah, that would have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's just like smoking quivers. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't even make any sense. No, yeah. Anyway, it was good. Uh, Hugh Grant's in it. Yeah, he's he's in it probably more than anyone else in the whole entire movie, and it's amazing. Hmm. Well. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good stuff about it. It's good stuff. It's not it's, about Robin Hood. <laughs> about yeah, yeah. Gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. It's funny. Yeah. Well, but, all right. All right. Oh, uh, do... Knives Out also. Oh, I, I love Knives Out. Like Knives Out was fantastic. If, if we if I had seen it before I did the best of list last year, I It probably would have been on mine too. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. 
Uh, it, it's so crazy how like hit or miss Ryan Johnson's projects have been. <laughs> I've enjoyed all of them, but I never saw his Star Wars one. I, like, I kind of tapped out of Star um, Wars. But I mean, like he wrote, you know, uh, some of Breaking Bad's best episodes. People shit on that guy so bad just because know, of one bad Star Wars movie. And I don't even think they were that bad because people look at Star Wars through like nostalgia glasses. Yeah. There's a lot of crap in oh, Star Wars, even the original ones. There's, there's, you know, shitty dialogue and stuff in the original ones. Dude, we're in an era where they're romanticizing that the, the uh, prequel trilogy. Yeah. Like, well, I think that one's just been memed so hard that people are like. Giving a second like, shot. Well, no, not even that. It's like they like the memes so much that it's coloring how they feel about the original <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Anyway, uh, knives out was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It's it so good. And great acting all around too. Yeah. I, I loved it. Like, dude, I, I, I think I like whodunits just as much as horror movies. It's just, there's not many. Yeah. Um, it, it, well, which that's like, uh, my wife and I, whenever it came out, we went to go see, um, uh, what's that train movie? <laughs> or the, oh, the yeah. Agatha Christie yeah. uh, murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. And I was so pissed off about it. Yeah, you you unleashed yeah. your thoughts on the podcast. Yeah, I know. But it's because it was a whodunit. But then, like, there was all this extra, like, fake information about whodunit. Yeah, there that was no way to solve that one. Story. But see, yeah. I, I feel like that would work in a book, like, where it didn't in a, in a movie. Well, no, I figure it would work in a book or in in anything if it was like an actual real like, you know, if it was like the Lindbergh baby, you know, or something like that was the person who came back. And, you know, it's like something that's in the zeitgeist that everybody knows about. Mm -hmm. But this was a fake character. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember. uh, I didn't didn't hate that movie. I thought it was good, but I didn't love it either. It was just. Well, I mean, when you're watching a mystery that's like supposed to be about, you know, solving the thing, it's like you want to be able to actually solve it. Yeah, but (laughs) on the flip side of that, and I agree, but on the flip side of that, that was a previous movie. It was a book like. Yeah, but that's the same thing. It's like when there's a character that's the killer that's not in like, like. I don't know. Or no, I got you. Me. But what I'm saying is, there was plenty of forewarning about what could have. I happened. never read it. Neither did I. But and maybe they changed it. Who knows? Maybe I'm just. Yeah, maybe I'm not. totally wrong. Well, yeah. all right. Well, we'll be back with our thoughts on the film The Hunt after this. All right, we are back with The Hunt. Uh, directed by Craig Zobel and uh, written by Nick Kurt Cuse and Damon Lintoff. Um, so this is the official synopsis by Universal Pictures. Uh, Twelve strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are or how they got there. They don't know. They don't know they've been chosen for a very specific purpose. The hunt. Dun yeah. dun dun. So th- this movie is basically um, most dangerous game, mm-hmm. which right? is also you know had a great adaptation basically of uh, what was that uh, surviving the game with Ice T and Gary Busey was it Gary? There Busey? was also just the game with Anthony Hopkins. Wasn't he in that? The game? Yeah, wasn't that a movie? 
<laughs> there was a Michael Douglas movie. Are you talking about where everything was a? I mean, but that was like framed as like a contest or something, right? He was playing the game. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay. So the hunt. All right. Yeah. And this film basically is kind of the most controversial movie of the year. Which well, for David Fincher movie, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I've saw, I've seen a documentary about that. <laughs> what a weird thing that to watch weird. a documentary about. Um, a movie I've watched once and barely remember. <laughs> um, yeah, and we can't remember basic plot points, and you watched another movie about it. About it, yeah. Uh, no, uh, okay, so this film was like super controversial, right? I, yes, I think uh, before you, I'm we, pretty sure, like, um, it may be I, the only film the president has ever gotten temporarily <laughs> canceled, right? Yeah. Yep, I and, think so. And you know what sure. sucks about this film? Like it, it, I love the fact that it has this political angle, but it does yeah. suck that it's going to polarize audiences because it skews everyone the way that like a South Park would. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like there's going to be so many people who watch it who who refuse to watch it based uh-huh. on their preconceived notions of how it handles it politically. Yes, and. It, I, I think that's a problem because um, much like uh, it, I felt like this was a very like a less subtle version of get out in a way that it handled like the, the political climate. Yeah, for sure. OK, because uh, get out, you know, came in at, at a time at the like tail end of, you know, Obama beginning of Trump stuff. Right. And it wasn't quite as like where the nation was as polarized as it is now right but it treated like you know um basically like racist liberals you know it's the 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 like i don't know how to explain it you you know the the, that is just as as racist to be like oh i like this you know about you because you're black or whatever you you know what i mean like um, instead of just treating like just like normal people. Yeah, I know? I uh, think I had seen a thing where Jordan Peele said that he he started writing that in the '08 primaries uh, because of it, uh, basically identity politics, where yeah. it seemed like they they didn't know if they wanted the nominee to be Hillary because she was a woman or Barack because he was black, you know, and he was seeing that. I like how like, you're on a first name basis with Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, but like he, he said, you know, and, it, and all he was like, well, what are their policies? You know? And he yeah, was like, exactly. they were playing, they were playing these, these people and their policies as pawn, like as just, what do we want the face of our party to be? And so it was a skewering uh, of that. And then yeah. it, it turned into more as, uh, you know, the, the, you know, there were more rewrites and stuff, but yeah, it yeah. turned into more as like the, the Trump and the, that the new right. Uh, and I, from what I understand, uh, the skewering of liberals basically changed. It like was the, the same through all the rewrites, but it kind of turned into more as the new right began to emerge yeah, or the alt-right or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but, but either way, uh, I didn't mean to derail you. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a, you know exactly what I'm saying. It's like it it treated a lot of the same concepts, you know, like as far as the 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 hunts view of the left, 
um, but with much less uh, subtlety. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. And uh, you know, two of my two of my friends that I've tried to be like, dude, you need to watch this movie uh, because they would love it. It's a great action movie. Yeah. Before it's, getting into it, it's a great yeah. action movie. But like, I've tried to recommend it to two people that have been like, that's liberal bullshit. <laughs> Like, and I'm like, dude, please watch the movie. Like, watch it because I promise, like, and like one of them was like, oh, that sounds like some shit for you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you need to watch it. Cause, uh, and then the other one was like, uh, you know, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know. But like, this isn't like, you know, Hey, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that everyone needs to treat it, uh, as you would any satire. And if it flies in the face of, of your, your beliefs, just watch it. It's fun. It's not like it's going to be like, you know, you need to subscribe to whatever, because spoilers, liberals ain't the good guys in this movie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and I mean, like they're not the good guys. Um, and everyone is kind of a caricature of different tropes that you see on both sides. You know, there's, um, so I, I guess we should kind of get into it. We said it's basically the game, right? Uh, or the the most dangerous game. But it's basically um, a bunch of uh, elitist liberals um, capture a bunch of um, right wing. Well, just uh, Trump supporters, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's they're essentially Trump supporters. <laughs> they don't say they never say Trump, but they call them what they, was the it deplorables and yeah, yeah, and exactly. So they they capture a bunch of quote unquote deplorables and hunt them. Yeah, that's but, it. But, I mean, that's that's the whole. Pl- well, there's there's much more to it um, that gets revealed as it as it goes on, but that's essentially it. But like you know, they they basically they pick um, a Tommy Lauren type character, you know, um, uh, you know, they, they pick gun nuts and ex military and stuff like that. But all of the liberals on their side, it's like, there's like Hollywood elite, yeah, you know, there's billionaires. Um, yeah, there's billionaires. There's like the yuppie, like, um, you know, just like yuppie type people like Glenn Howerton uh-huh. and stuff is in it, who, by the way, is perfectly cast. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was <laughs> like, man, this is just like a side episode of Sonny. Like, yeah, he was basically the same. Uh, although yeah. I don't really think he was a liberal and, and, and it's always Sonny. It, like, doesn't seem to really be politically. And they don't liberal. really take side. There's there's like half the game. They're, t- <laughs> they're really right wing and sunny and then parts where they're really liberal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Except for Mac, who's basically just always conservative. Yeah. <laughs> and then they give him shit about it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it's like, everyone is a parody of, of, of everyone in this, in this show, you know, in, in this movie and like down to the point where it's like, they had to hire a like stunt man to teach them how to use guns. Cause none of them knew how to use guns. Like, even though this was their idea of like <laughs> hunting humans and it's like, none of them had any sort of training. <laughs> and, it's like, yeah. and, and it's like, they pick a dude. I looked him up. He was like from a, uh, it's a real movie that they Tears of the sun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I remember <laughs> that movie with Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> but uh was he really but, in that movie though? No, he wasn't. <laughs> um it did but, make me laugh that they were like, Yeah, you were Oh, I wish it would have I, I wish it would have been it. 
Um, but like, I, I don't know. It was so good. Like it was, it was so good at lampooning like everything, which I you know love. My like my favorite part. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like because like I I thought it was just genius, right? Where it was um, two characters. They were like older characters. I don't want to say where it was because it'll spoil the scene. But um, the, the it was a man and a wife, and the guy said um, something about black people, right? And she was like, "No, you can't call them black people. You have to say African American." And he was like, "No, you can say black now again. It's okay." And she's like, "Where did you hear that?" And he goes, "NPR." And she goes, which is run primarily by, and he was like, white people. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, you know, we're the worst. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and so it's like this, you know, this, I, I don't know, this overly PC mentality that they the, that is, you know, lambasted, and it's just like, it's it's genius like the whole thing is just great yeah i love this movie from like i watched it twice i well i would have watched it twice even if it sucked because it was a 20 dollar rental (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um but no i i watched it i think honestly if you're tuned into um the uh the nuances the various nuances of political uh stuff you know basically the different ideologies and the different subsets of you know the left and the right you're gonna like a lot and if you're not you're still gonna like it because it's a good action movie yeah and and it's violent (laughs) it's crazy violent (laughs) it's nuts man like i'm surprised okay a i'm surprised that a movie was pretty much canceled by the president you know he saw the trailer and was like you know this is wrong this is and i get i actually totally get where he's coming from on that uh you know we've talked on this podcast in various subtleties uh but you know i'm not a trump guy at all but i i understand where that thought is like hey you know that's not in good taste but when the hell are movies why are we judging movies by good taste you yeah, know? especially horror movies. Yeah, and is this horror? Violet horror movies. I don't... I mean, I thought it was kind of a horror movie before I watched it, but it's straight up just an action movie. It's action. I mean, there's... The gore of a horror movie, movie but hell, it's Rainbow like, do, has do all Do you that. consider Commando to be a horror movie? Not at all. <laughs> then this is not a horror movie. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but... Uh, But no, I mean, I get. I I like how that was my go to action. (laughs) It's like, do you consider like Lethal Weapon to be a (laughs) Lethal Weapon? Uh, No, uh, I get, I understand that, you know, things offend your sensibilities. I don't understand censorship, but he didn't like censor it. It's just that there was so much pressure at the time. This was last summer, you know, there was so much pressure at the time. It was picked up by Daily Wire and Breitbart and all these right wing publications. And there was a lot of Twitter pressure at at Blumhouse. And so they were like, look, we're we're scrapping it for the time being. And then they just quietly put it out. It was like, this is coming out next week. And here's all the pull quotes from all those things. Yeah, that's like like their poster now is like utterly offensive. Not appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so. I I totally get where uh, that, but I mean, and it would be one thing if it was like, you know, if they had seen the film and and took that. Yeah, I that's the thing is, I don't think any of these people. Well, I know they didn't. It. They definitely yeah. hadn't. 
it, it was just the tone of the film is light, but still real, real gory, you know? Yeah, I would say it's more of a comedy than it is a horror. For it's sure. A, it's an action comedy. <laughs> yeah, a, a dark Not comedy. Not like Kindergarten Cop <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, don't take your kids to see it. Well, I was surprised by the tone of both uh, choices for this week because this one was very light and we'll get into the other one later, but the tone took me off guard. <laughs> yeah, it did me too. <laughs> but this was real light. Like we said, skewered everybody was a great action movie. It it was just great. I love this movie. It had some twists and turns. There was actual plot to it. Um, you know, like it was good. It was really good. Yeah, I I would say that if unless something comes out of left field, which I don't think we're gonna see a lot of. I feel like this year uh, most of the releases are kind of being held off till theater, at least wide releases. Uh, but unless something changes, this probably will make my top five of the year or what do we do? Top 10 or top five, top five. Five. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This will make my top five. So this is what our seventh year. Cause I mean, it's like, it's, it's super fun. You know, it makes fun of everyone. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it feels kind of like in the way they do that. It feels almost like a South park episode Mm -hmm. where it's just, they don't care who they're actually offending by it. Um, But it's like, yeah, I loved, you know, a lot of the just, I don't know. It was a lot of like kind of one dimensional characters. There was a few that weren't, but there was a lot of them that were kind of just like one dimensional characters. But I think that was the point. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. like they, they were definitely parodies of his show. I am upset, though, that when they got the weapon drop, nobody took uh the size or the ninja stars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, those were there. so the weapon drop scene without even going into it, it starts you off with a subversion of expectations, like immediately because you're like, here's your main character. Oh, here's your main character. Yeah. And, I was not expecting that. And you and, end up basically with a woman that I've never, I've seen that she's been in movies and stuff that I've seen, but I've never, basically someone who you don't know is going to be and your main character, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and I loved how they wrapped it up at the end with, I mean, okay. So this film basically without going into it, it kind of skewers as a large, large plot point, like the pizza gates and the QAnon shit, you know, it doesn't ever say QAnon. It doesn't ever say pizza gate, but it's like identical conspiracy theory not identical but conspiracy theories that are thematically kind of the same yeah. you know that these these uber elites are doing things and then it spins from there and i like the implication that okay this crazy stuff breeds you know hey you know basically you saying all this shit is going to create monsters escalation yeah um it's like batman you know <laughs> it's Ow. like batman was there Right. And he was fighting uh, like normal criminals. Mm-hmm. Right. And then because a crazy guy in a bat mask ah. appeared, crazy criminals appear. Yeah. And so it's just escalation and escalation and everything gets wackier and wackier. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, when you're saying all this stuff is happening, then what's to stop all this stuff from actually happening? Yeah, for sure. Like, 
you know, it's a chicken and the egg sort of thing. I also think that while this movie is smart and and does, you know, skewer everyone, it covers a lot of ground in terms of politics and stuff like that. It's also not to be taken seriously at all. And yeah. it's it's not a don't let us fool you. It's not a quote unquote smart movie. <laughs> like no. it, it's like it, it handles things smartly. Yes. But it's not like, you know, it's not a thinker. No, not at all. Not at all. It's literally just like it's a big run and gun movie. You know, it 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 felt a lot like Dread uh, to me in a lot of ways. Or Mad Max. Yeah, it's basically a chase scene. Well, to me, it was like Dread because it's like you get this layer of people, this one, this one. You know, just until you reach the final boss. You know. Yeah, Dread was awesome. It was like a video game. (laughs) Yeah, and so. I don't know. I mean, I would say, ooh, I mean, is there anything else you want to cover? I mean, not without like kind of giving away the whole thing. Um, but I mean, like I said, I, I just, I really liked the treatment of characters. I liked the, the treatment of the um, like political aspect of it. Cause it could, it could have gone the other way. Like it could have easily like even, even, just a little bit of tilting in one direction and it could have been, um, you know, a, a completely different movie. Like, cause it, it didn't really feel like you were supposed to be. There's a, there's a particular person you're supposed to be rooting for. Right. Um, but like, I, I don't know. It's, it could, the, the scales of balance could have been easily tipped one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a very good job of keeping um, things in check, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't see what all the fuss was about. No, like, but I think if you're offended by this movie, um, you're going to be offended without by actually seeing it. Then you're just thin skinned. Well, and- for sure. For sure. And, and the thing is, is I think you and I kind of operate on a, and I don't know if it's good or bad, but I lean into a lot of things that do offend me. If something yeah. looks like it's going to offend me, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, exactly. And I'm not, you know, I'm not the group that would have been offended by the trailer of this film, but I, I think even if it was the opposite, you know, conservatives are taking liberals out, I'm watching that movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I, I mean, because honestly, that's kind of what Major's most dangerous game was. For sure. It was, it was, yeah. Billionaire hunter, dude taking like homeless people or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. And even like straw dogs, straw dogs was that even though politics didn't play in it, it was like, you know, I, these, these dudes that were, you know, blue, blue collar and, and all that <laughs> cucking <laughs> a, uh, uh, not cucking, but you know they they basically go after this dude and his wife, uh, who are like not yuppie. I don't know, like more liberal types. You know. Yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. I I just I enjoyed it. One thing we didn't mention: the main character of this film was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. She was Fantastic. one of the coolest characters I've ever seen because a she was a blank slate. B she barely talked at all. C yeah. when she did, she was just weird. You yeah. know, 
<laughs> like she's like, you know, I got this job that makes me like, Argh! and so yeah. oh, that and, scene was great. And so like, uh, it was just it was just like purely like her facial expressions. Yeah, she. What did she say? She worked at a discount tire, and and Something like that, and she has no way to vent. Uh, yeah. So this is like good. <laughs> like she was almost enjoying this uh, crazy uh, getting it out. I also really, really liked that uh, the twist on her as a character at the end. Yeah, it was, it was great because uh, that almost creates a, a totally different subtext to all the political angles of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was it was a genius move on their part. It kind of. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Oh no! I'm gonna I'm gonna give this movie a strong four and a half out of five. Loved it. Me too. I, I would say watch it. Like yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely four and a half uh, at least. <laughs> like it, it was great. Um, and, and like I said, like if if you're offended by it, just without even listen, like without even watching it, then I think you need to check your sensibilities <laughs> you know what no, i mean i don't i don't know what what art offers if you only exactly if you only want the things that align with your sensibilities which i get that there's a market you know there's a hallmark channel and stuff like that for <laughs> i'm not being an asshole what i'm saying is like the, the hallmark channel exists for people that want to see light movies that don't offend anyone you know yeah and i get i get the market for it but i i'm just not wired that way yeah. A lot, most of the movies that I absolutely love have things in it that I disagree with and, and mm-hmm. things that push my buttons and stuff like Tarantino's whole career was built on that. Right. <laughs> Wasn't it supposed to kind of somewhat offend you and are somewhat you push your button? Are you not a foot button? guy? Huh? I said, are you not a foot guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Why so many shots of feet? <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly why there's so many shots of feet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but no, check it out. This movie was awesome. And yeah. with that, we will be right back. Also, I feel like in the past two episodes, we've talked more about politics than I ever would have wanted on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're talking Land Shark, written by Alex Gonzalez. Um, the synopsis of this is something horrific is happening on Marisol Island. A deranged man is attacking innocent beachgoers. Massive prehistoric sharks have started appearing in the water. The stars in the sky have started to dim. That's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you, uh, well, first we got this from Madness Heart Press. Uh, they released all their books on it. I forget what it was. Was it like a pay, pay whatever you want or something like that? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. It, for the, um, for COVID quarantine, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of independent, uh, presses and authors that put out like free books or donate whatever you feel like, or deeply discounted um, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, yeah. And so we got a bunch of books from madness heart press during that. Um, and this being I, one, I think this was my first Madness Heart Press book. I, I think it's mine as well. Um, and I actually only found out about them because uh, what Jared Barbie from Death's Head Press had uh, had shared their. Yeah, place. he sent out links or whatever on on uh, Death's Head Press Facebook. Yeah, to, to a whole bunch of people who were giving out 
spring books and stuff. Yeah, Death's Head Press being one of them. I got yeah. like all the books that I didn't already have, which wasn't really that many. I've been trying to support them as much as uh, as I can. But uh, yeah, I got their, like almost everything they put out as well. Um, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, pretty good little run of books that I got. <coughs> Uh, but yeah, this is definitely the first that we've, uh, reviewed by Alex Gonzalez. I don't really know much about him. It said that he writes horror and comedy, but there's nothing comedic about this book. Not really. Um, and uh, honestly, whenever you had proposed that we cover this, I was expecting a bizarro book. I was too. Um, partially like, so I kept just going back to the, to the, um, to the title land shark. And it just kept reminding me of the old SNL skits. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> me too. Yeah. And so I was expecting, you know, um, kind of kind of bizarro, kind of weird. Uh, and, and there is elements of that, but it's not it's played straight. Yeah. Completely. Um, you know. Uh, yeah. So I was expecting a completely different thing. Um, was I. uh upset that this is what i got were no, you not at all <laughs> okay you're um, it, sorry you're, basically you pa- uh, like the connection pause and so you're like was i upset for what i got and then it just stayed like for <laughs> way too long but i assume you said no <laughs> no yeah 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 it's 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 was i upset about it absolutely not you know like it was uh it was it was neat <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, like it. there was there was a lot of elements in this that um, that I really like, and you know, I, I guess we'll get into it a, uh, a little bit later in a second. But I don't know um, what 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 are your what are you thinking? No, I I think the same. Um, I was like, oh, well, I'll put it this way: the first few chapters. Okay, so basically, it's a dude that gets obsessed with the book and movie as well, but mostly the book Jaws. Yeah, and he starts. It describes him as like an empty vessel, and he allowed this to fill him up. And so uh, he goes out on a glass bottom fishing boat and essentially drowns and has to be revived. And at that point, he he's kind of a simple guy. And um, when he's revived, he looks at the guy and he's like, oh, the sharks all knew my name, you know? Yeah. And at that I point, love that part. <laughs> yeah, me too. That, that to me, and I'm not saying that's where the book peaked or anything like that, but that's where I was like, oh shit. Like it, it's like super dread, creepy, you no know? Pun intended, I was hooked. Uh, uh. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I was eating a shark soup. well that's not even a pun at all uh uh no but it really really got uh under my skin at that point because it was like oh man and this isn't a short book or anything it's not super long either it's like what 250 pages something like that but it it read quickly um yeah and i'm gonna uh, i don't know i it really really from there, it, things progress, and it gets a little Lovecraftian. Yeah, I was actually going to say, uh, I, I didn't want to have to be the one to bring it up, because um, I'm always bringing up Lovecraft. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like like earlier this episode. Um, but it, like, it deals with a lot of Lovecraft-feeling things, um, especially, like, 
I don't want to don't like, say the one get... don't say the stuff toward the end, but no, definitely not. But like, I mean, like, cause I don't want to, I don't know if I want to spoil it because I wasn't expecting this to actually happen. Yeah. You know, no, um, I don't. It, it was, it became more than just a man who was obsessed with sharks. Oh, much more. Um, um, and like, to me, that was so interesting. Right. Um, so th- that guy's name is Rory. Like the book focuses on Rory and then two brothers, uh, PJ and Dennis. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, there was a lot of parts, you know, with PJ and Dennis and their, like their backstory and their lives and stuff like that. That was entertaining, but I really wanted more about Rory, which I understand that like, you can't go too far into it because, um, it's it's like removing some of the um mystery yeah Yeah. and but the thing is like uh the way like that alex gonzalez like described what was happening Mm -hmm. was so interesting and so like um i don't want to say floral because that's not really the right word but like so descriptive and like um uh, evocative Right. That it was just like those parts I was super drawn into. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of uh, uh, even just in the characters, backstories and stuff. There was a lot of uh, subversive elements, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like even things that didn't really tie into the story. You know how Stephen King's great at like giving backstory that may or may not tie into the backstory yeah. or t- tie into the actual story. There was a lot of that in this um, where a lot of it was needed. A lot of it wasn't, mm-hmm. but yeah. it, I appreciated a lot of it. Um, yeah. Especially like whenever they got into the Max character, there was a character named Max who was a journalist basically investigating missing persons and stuff like that. And so they go into like this weird chapter about how he always wanted to cut himself. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> but, was strange. <laughs> but And it never came back. And yeah. I was like, well, okay, odd. And... and um some of the ways that he would wrap up scenes was, um, you know, he being the author, Alex Gonzalez was written in a way that it would be like crazy run on sentences, but it worked. And it, like, he yeah, did this it, and he it, did it, this and he did this and this happened in this. And then the, end. yeah, you exactly. Know? And it almost felt like it was, um, rhythmic. It was almost like a panic. Yeah you know, of, of the scene of the, that was, that was going on. Cause you'd have these scenes, spoiler alert with sharks. And it would just be like, like you said, like one big, like run on sentence, but it felt like, you know, you were reading the characters panic. Yeah. Um, and so that worked. My one like big problem, I, or not big problem, but, um, okay. So I did feel like a lot of this, um, did, did read quickly and read like um, was really uh, engaging, but uh, it's interesting that you brought up Max because like, I feel that to me um, that was the biggest, like the weakest link. Right. I, I kind of feel like in a way the whole aside with Max wasn't even necessary. Detracting. I could see that. Um, because like a lot of it was like, you know, him talking to Dennis about what happened to PJ and 
it's like, well, we kind of just already read all that, you know? And then it's like going through, I feel like there was a, there was a character named Nina who was introduced earlier on. That she right? would have been a better springboard. Yeah, to... that they could have done everything with Max with Nina instead. I think so. Um, I I like the Max character. I oh, get, I did too. I get what you're saying though. Like it's that it's that part in Psycho when after Janet Lee dies, and then there's a new person. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. resetting the story. Or in what was it? Death Proof. After the first group of girls dies, yeah. and here's a new group of girls. You know, new group. Uh, it almost sounded like I said nude group. <laughs> it's a nude group of girls. <laughs> what Death Proof were you watching? <laughs> Well, I fell asleep halfway, but, <laughs> but no, like, uh, it, it's just resetting all the elements and no, for I, a movie, I, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, but it always creates a dragon. I did feel that in this. Um, yeah. I mean, like I liked Max and I liked what happened and I liked his side of the story and I liked that he brought in, uh, an, I, I guess like the perspective that he brought being a journalist was, was interesting um, because it, it became more, uh, the story became more proactive mm-hmm. at that point. Right. Um, which I guess you might not have gotten, um, with Nina, you know, well, except for maybe if she was like a journalism, journalism major in, in the college that she was going to, or something like that, you know, you still could have had those elements, but I don't know. I just felt like, uh, although I liked Max as a character, I felt like he kind of just stopped the momentum of the story a little bit. I I totally get it. Uh, The only thing I I think that Max as a character achieved that Nina wouldn't have is Max kind of pushed Dennis to grow as a character and Nina was tied to PJ. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a good point. But, but again, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I think no, that, I mean it doesn't. It, it's not like a huge detractor from the story. Or no, anything. I and I think it's a valid criticism. Uh, I think that this book was great at. Uh, it didn't seem to be structured like the typical uh, story. I, I think that there were tangents that could have also been described as like not. Uh, not you know pulling the the pacing back like whenever he goes uh there was a kid that was sacrificed <laughs> uh and he goes into this alternate reality where the kid grows up and who he would have become and all this stuff that could yeah. have been omitted real easily um yeah. but i appreciated that because it it really gave this author a unique voice yeah um that said I don't know. I mean, and, and and plus like that sort of aside, I think is less about the kid and more about, it was PJ that was thinking about it. Right. Who the kid would have been. I don't think so. Oh no, I guess it was just the author. Wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it was the, uh, it was the author. Uh, There was also some weird stuff where it would jump into, you know, the uh, tense would change from like present to the, to past tense. And I I realize it was deliberately done, but it was weird. Like it kind of jarring as a reader. Um, Yeah. There was a, there was another formatting issue I had that was like, um, I have no problem with like, you know, this uh, oftentimes in books, you see like different sections or chapters devoted to individual characters or groups of characters. Right. Mm -hmm. And in this one, there was a few times where 
there was a dual narrative going on, mm-hmm. right? And it would switch like from paragraph to paragraph. And the first time I was like, wait a second, what just happened? Because, you know, usually there's like a page or like a, like a break like of a, some type, break, you yeah. know, of some type. Um, and so it's like the first time it happened, it kind of threw me off a little bit, mm-hmm. but then it happened a few more times in, in uh, subsequent chapters. And I was kind of used to it by then. Mm-hmm. But that first time I was like, wait a second, did I just like flip an extra page? And no, not I, I, I got you. It, the writing, it's weird because these are all, these are all critiques based on the norms. And I don't know yeah. that he was going for the norm, you know? Yeah. This may just be his writing style. Like, yeah, no, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't a huge detractor for me. It's just like, um, you know, just like I'd say, usually you feel like there's a, an extra line break or something, something, you know? No. Um, but no, I mean like once, once he did it once or twice, I was like, Oh, okay. This is just how he operates. No big deal. Um, he's, but it he, was strange at first. He's a maverick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I also appreciated some of the actual, um, like not just, illusions or whatever to jaws but some of the actual plot points in jaws came back too (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, which i thought was an interesting take like because i don't know whenever like it was a the first bit of the book whenever um rory is just kind of shown like obsessing about jaws and like talking to his like co-workers and stuff about jaws and things like i felt like it was going to be more of a comedic book oh yeah and then it became super dark and super atmospheric mm-hmm. and, um, you know, more, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was a deeper, deeper subject matter than I was expecting. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? I, it, it did not, it, it flipped my expectations on its head. Um, I don't. I really liked most of everything about this book. Yeah. That said, there were certain things that it, this for me and felt uh, like how a lot of the time I don't get the ending that I wanted out of a Stephen King book. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. What? I appreciated the ending of this book. I did not like the ending of this book. Not enough cosmic turtles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I get it and I get where it's coming from and it it really won't affect my rating so much. But just me as a reader, I I wasn't super satisfied by that. It it was a little abrupt. It was abrupt. And what happened at the very end to me felt like unneeded. It was it was forced closure on a character Mm -hmm. and it, it felt like the story itself would have been fine without that. Okay. But, yeah. but it, again, hey, it ain't my story. I'm just a I'm just a reader in this. Yeah. And we're just critiquing it without putting out any of our own stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um but I mean I really I really enjoyed it and I would be interested to read more by by him yeah. because it, it's not like this was a, a shoddy book in any way. Oh, absolutely not. I it was way better than I expected. 
<laughs> like, you know, hey, the name Landshark, you know, I expected it to be comedic, like we said. And yeah. a lot of the time, especially for me, even though I love comedies, uh, comedic books kind of fall short. Com- comedy works really well in in uh, movies, but a lot of the time jokes don't Comedy is all about timing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you just paused again <laughs> at the best place for you to. Um, but no, yeah, comedy is about timing. It's about you know, sight gags and stuff. It's not just creative dialogue. Uh, that said, uh, the exception to this would be, uh, not the exception. I'm, I'm sure the film version would be amazing, but like, uh, Max Boo's very good at, at comedy as well. Just Jeff Strand is as well. It's just, there's a lot of, you know, uh, like carnivorous lunar activities was a yeah. fantastic comedy horror book. Yeah. It's just, I don't know to me in written form, a lot of the time, comedy horror falls short and this wasn't comedy horror and so or horror comedy i don't know why i'm saying comedy horror (laughs) but uh this uh, i was just expecting that and that's not what we got and so um i'm happy that's not what we got i don't know uh it was written well and it was very unique yeah uh i've said all i want to say about it um and no always bonus points for me for being lovecraftian (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i'm actually i'm gonna give this uh you know hey i i liked it a lot uh i'm gonna give it pretty high rating I, i'm gonna say which uh, i don't know now that we're not even doing the site as much anymore why are we still rating <laughs> you know but anyway uh four out of five is what i would give it yeah i, I you know like for a lot of it i was i was leaning strong three and a half mm-hmm. um you know like I think maybe up to the midway point, I was leaning strong three and a half. Um, but there was a lot of really cool elements. Um, it was written really well. Characters were neat. Uh, I mean, like like I said, I had some, some criticism about whether or not Max was even needed. Mm-hmm. Um, although he did bring a different perspective to it. Uh, and like you said, a character motivation. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna go for as well. Like I liked it a lot. It was not at all what I was expecting, um, but that's largely because I don't read synopsises most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't read this one. Uh, I literally judge this book by its cover, not even the cover, just the title alone. You know, I was like, Landshark, that sounds awesome, <laughs> right? And like, it's not at all what I expected it to be. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by what it actually was. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think that this book is only 99 cents from madnessheart.press. So, yeah. um, it's not on Amazon. No, uh, which is weird. I, I saw a, uh, I saw an option on Amazon for a paperback, but then now I can't find that. So anyway, yeah, 99 cents if you go to madnessheart.press. Um and uh, again, you know, I recommend it. But yeah. we will be back in it, two it, it weeks. It makes me it makes me interested to see what uh kind of stuff that the rest of Madness Heart has. For sure. For you know, sure. Cuz like it was really good quality. So I'm just curious like you know, what the rest of their catalog feels like. Yeah. Um, well, we'll be back in 
two weeks, hopefully. <laughs> I know probably. we said that last time. and Maybe. Uh, but uh, we will be reading Crabs, The Human Sacrifice <laughs> by Guy N. Smith. Which is all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and... and- um, the seafood theme. Yeah, Brian. That's all. That's all. Uh, I don't know. Shrimp boat, Brian. Anyway. <laughs> and so, anyway, we'll we'll be back. Uh, we'll be covering that, and we'll also be revisiting the John Carpenter classic in the mouth of madness. I don't know why I always want to say in the mouth of darkness, but anyway, in the mouth of madness. So we'll see you then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.